Corey, say something like, hi, I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Corey. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, turn Dwayne's up because Dwayne's a soft talker. Dwayne's kind of an NPR talker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like people on NPR, they never really talk very loud. It's, uh, it's, it's, always, always, it's always kind of a... It's kind of a bedroom voice. Okay, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hay season. It is hay season. You're, hay you're doing idiot cubes yesterday. Sprayer season's pretty heavy. It's getting towards the tail end of sprayer season. Side dressing. A lot of side dressing. Yeah, idiot cubes. We were doing small squares. Yeah, idiot cubes. That was... See, I actually like doing small square bailing because it reminds me of my childhood, which was like most of my summers was spent bailing. We were doing like 15,000 a summer, just me and my dad. Well, now we only do maybe like six, eight racks a year. So maybe like 800 bales. Small racks, big racks, medium racks. Decent, like hold 150 bales. Yeah. But first cutting hay, when I was about 16, I started to get like really bad allergies to first cutting hay. And if this is ever on video, it's the only time I think you'll ever see me in public wearing glasses. I hate wearing glasses, but my eyes like, and I'll bail in hay. So one, I ran out of allergy pills. Two, I bailed hay. (laughs) And three, the Canadian smoke. So I'm like coughing. My eyes feel like I want to pry them out of my face with a fork. (laughs) Didn't have meds. Sounds like it's personal problem. It was pretty rough. It was bad. Let's blame Andy clean for the smoke. Yeah, it is Andy's fault. He was probably starting stuff on fire just so he could put it out with his soap. <laughs> <laughs> Corey bought some Andy clean. Yeah, it. I did. Sweet. I just talked to Andy today. We're going to try to have him at Farm Fest. Oh, hell yeah. Do you think that the Canadian smoke is affecting our corn crop right now? No. Are you sure? Yes. Is it? Is it? Stopping some, uh, you some know, sun, sun, sun rays. Yeah. Heat units, man. That's what we need. Hey, yeah, I Because it's kind of cool today. It was supposed to be real hot, and then it got super smoky. Yeah, and but. It sounds like I've been smoking cigarettes now. We're pretty dry right now, too. Do you want it to be that's, that hot? That's, that's a good point. Maybe say, it's helping. We haven't had rain, a, a measurable rain in a month. I'm just wondering if, if we more. should say thank you, Canada, or. No. Well, I mean. <laughs> blame Canada. We are Canada, basically. I mean, so. I feel bad for everybody up there, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, it is bad up there, but they call the support center, so we don't want to dog them too much. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie from yeah. Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, they know who to turn to on their Canadian holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robbie. All right, hit that intro button. Welcome to. Everything Egg, and then some. Presented by Kibble Equipment. A frequently fun, usually informative, and always tangent-filled look at the industry that feeds the world. From cutting-edge John Deere technology to the impact of social media on the agriculture industry. No topic is off-topic. I think you should record that and keep that file and use that for every for every one of them from now on from now from this point on yeah that's what i probably should do or i should just try a different voice like welcome to everything (laughs) plug your nose (laughs) and now your host sam paulson hit hit the applaud button (laughs) that's not as good of a voice i should just stick with my regular voice yeah so today we have sammy sam sammy other sam yeah. No boss man, Chris. Wah, wah, wah. Dwayne, in- who we'll introduce in a minute. Dwayne. Because he's not our special guest. Our special guest is Corey Ellert. Yes. Ellert, correct? I said yeah, that right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Cor- I, I asked you before, but then I forgot. 
memory like a goldfish. Yeah, Corey's a Corey's a farmer down by Bryceland, Minnesota. And for the listeners that are not tuned into uh, Southern Minnesota small town geography, or didn't go have a geography class like you did, yeah, I did miss geography. So I'm talking basically to people like myself. Uh, Bryceland is kind of like very south, very central Minnesota. Am I saying that probably right? Yeah, we're like six miles north of the Iowa border. Yeah. Do you farm in Iowa at all? I have a field right on the border. Oh. Not across. Yeah, well, you keep it on the up and up. <laughs> he can pee in Iowa and stand on his own ground. Yeah. Does, does that as a recreational <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Um, I would say maybe you want to give us a little bit of background on yourself, like uh, yourself, your farm, your philosophy on life, uh, your favorite kind of uh, peanut butter, uh, your thoughts what? on the Canadian smoke, um, what, a co- what color equipment you run. Peanut butter? Yeah, just any old thing. I want to get real okay. deep. All right. That, I mean, that's fine. I'm just threw me for a loop. Well, see, the first part of a podcast is for character building. So we need to know everything about Corey so people can I really suppose, connect with yeah. his character. Or just make fun of him. <laughs> like yeah. you're going to do. We're telling stories here, man. This is important stuff. All right. I'll, I'll just shut up for now. Well, you let the man talk. Um, as far as peanut butter, I... Not crunchy, I guess. Yes. Yeah, anything, anything else probably be fine. Creamy. Do you have a brand preference, like Pete, Peter Pan? Nobody. No. Nobody likes Peter Pan. No, uh, I don't think we go through enough peanut butter in my house to <laughs> to even know. Yeah. Yeah. It lasts so. a long time. <laughs> the Costco big jars. They don't. They don't go through them that fast. Yeah. So, me uh, and my dad farm uh, was dad and grandpa. Grandpa retired now. Um, he still comes out and helps all the time, but. That's always going to be yeah, the case with yeah. grandpa's. Yeah, he's always going to be around. He's still the boss. Retirement yeah. is always in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, retirement, yeah. And then um, we farm corn, soybeans, a little bit of sweet corn every year. So do you contract that sweet corn through? Through Seneca. Oh. In Fleurth. Yeah, not mm. uh, not, not bird's, eye. bird's eye. Yeah. See, my dad's a uh, bird's eye manager, so. Oof. Well, there's something. You also like to run red equipment, so I hear. yeah. Uh, we pretty much run everything red. Grandpa used to we used to be deer and whatnot, but then I think the closest dealer to us was red. Yep. In Keister, Minnesota, we are really good friends and whatnot with the owner there. And then uh, they hung it up, and then we just kind of stuck with red and uh, haven't changed it. I guess ventured yeah. out yet. Ventured yeah, out. ventured out. That's good. Yeah. That's a good way yeah. to put that. Well, and so then the question for someone listening to this podcast right now would be like, why are we having Corey on? Well, uh, it's because we haven't introduced Dwayne yeah, yet. Well, right, and we're, right. you know, we, we're accepting of all kinds on the Everything Ag podcast. <laughs> so we just want to make sure we have proper diversity here, at least as far as colors of farm equipment. But that actually isn't the reason. The reason is, Dwayne. Yeah, um, I've uh, worked for the competitor previously and I've uh, known Corey since I've moved here. He's really good friends with uh, my son. So uh, I know his dad and uh, got to come family friends over the years here. And I ventured over to the green side. Yeah. So some, just some quick background. Dwayne, Dwayne Lammy is a product support specialist for uh, Kibble Equipment, but you just started here in March right? and you came from the red dealership over to the good side. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun, you know, um, venturing new territory i guess you know it's uh it's been it's been fun trial by fire just started yeah. before spring yeah. planning right, so right. you had 
throw you to the wolves. Yeah, that was a challenge deal. And then uh, one day I was driving by Corey's, and he was outside, and I whipped in there and asked him if uh, he'd be interested in a demo. And he's like, yeah, sure, I'd do that. So uh, we uh, took a tractor and a planter out to him and let him try it out. So, so that's Corey how we got our foot in the door, I guess, with him. And that's one way to do it. Yeah. So you open us up to a whole, you know, different phone book of customers that we maybe hadn't had the chance to talk to in a while. So right, right. That's kind of nice when we snag one from the other team. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I think we nice. could uh, do more, uh, but uh, as we all know, this spring was kind of wild with just the weather the way it was. We just didn't have time to get our stuff together like we should have. But uh, next year, I'm looking excited to do some more. Just yeah, because this year it was wet for the most part, and then as soon as it dried up, it was getting in and go. Yeah, it was go time. Nobody wants to screw around with the demo or even listen to us talk. You know. Yeah. But, Corey was nice enough to take a little time out of his day to put up with my BS. shenanigans. Yeah. yeah Before right. you even brought it out, I was texting you because we had almost all our corn in, and I was texting. I'm like, that demo sounds great. You know, we'd love to try it out. But, um, you know, we're wanting to go here. So if it if you don't happen to get it out to us pretty soon, then we're just end up not going to use it. But didn't you demo it like at night? Um, we got there that day. So it, this all, I knew he was running out of corn acres, right? And I'm the FNG guy. So to try to get a tractor lined up and all that stuff, <laughs> and I'm talking to the right people and who to talk to and who to help me get it all hooked up. Cause the last thing I want to do is to take time to do this and take Corey's time and then to have it fail. Right. So we want to do a good demo. So the colleague, Tim, you know, that we work with Tim Roundhorse there, he, uh, he helped me get it all together. We hooked it all up ourselves, said everything. He went to the field with me and was, uh, kind enough to ride with Corey and get them all started because I didn't want to, you know, tell him to do the wrong thing and have skips in the field. And uh, Tim did really well and got it all started, and we got him going. And then uh, Corey's dad brought us lunch, and then uh, Tim and I left, and Corey continued on planting. But uh, Corey was excited. You know, he kept texting me and asked <laughs> where we were coming or what was going on. I felt he was pretty excited to try it out, I think. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? You got the right. best of the best technology right. and <laughs> running around doing all that. I mean, because what do you have for your planner and tractor set up right now? Our uh, tractor is a 370K Magnum with the CVT in it, and the planter is a 24-row uh, that's completely retrofitted all over to precision. Okay, precision high-speed. Yep. Nope, it's uh, not high-speed, but Just it's V-set? V-set, uh, downforce, clean sweep, Yep, all that stuff, okay. so... So this was, was this your first high-speed planner that you've ever ran? Yeah, it'd be the first high-speed one I've ever ran, yeah. For all the haters out there, too, just so you know, that with precision stuff was put on like two years ago, so it's fresh. So yeah, the, when we start doing comparing notes here, you know, it, it, we had a new planner. Yes, I get it. We took a used tractor out there, so we tried to make it apples to apples, but it was hard. Yeah, but the, yeah the all their trade. precision on our stuff is pretty much the latest stuff that they have available. Yeah. Well, and not to, but to un, not to undersell the fact that we bringing a brand new planner out there is always going to go perfectly. It doesn't. That's no, the thing. Like right. it can be a challenge to bring a planner fresh onto somebody's field, and, and that's where Dwayne, you were saying, like you got to make sure you have your stuff together. And one thing is, it was it was attached to a John Deere tractor, an eight R three seventy, right? Yes, correct. So that's because you don't want to have to hook a bunch of stuff up and go through all that process. And well, we had liquid fertilizer there too, you know. So you know, on row. So we're worried about make sure that was all right because I didn't want things to come out wrong. So I think for the most part, um, Corey can vouch for this, but everything was set up pretty good, and he commented on some things on the way here. I'll let him talk about that stuff. Yeah, it was surprisingly actually 
pretty simple considering I think that our field was the first field the planter ever planted in. Correct. Yep. First, first, first so go at it. There was not really any hiccups at all. It was you and you and Tim had it really well, ready to go for the most part. It, but there was one bean plate in one of the rows, so that threw us off a little bit. But <laughs> there's yeah. a bean, there's a bean bowl. There's a story behind that. It wasn't that <laughs> we were that I was stupid and grabbed the wrong bowl. A uh, technician threw it at me and said, "Here, this is the one you need for that," because they robbed one off of that planter, and I just opened it up, threw it in, didn't even look at it, because like we're doing this at I don't know seven o'clock at night. Tim and I are trying to get this planter ready for the next morning and get it over there. So, you know, we were kind of in a hurry. So that was my bad, I guess. But we got her working, so it, it took a little bit. We went 30 feet, and we're like, what the heck's wrong with this row? But, you know, we dived in and got it figured out. Did you have the corn plate handy? or That was a problem. No, we had to run to Blue Earth <laughs> and get it. <laughs> Which luckily isn't terribly far. No, no, it's close. So when he talked about a close dealership, so we got it in there. We're close, too. So... The, the demo obviously went well. If it went hideously bad, you probably wouldn't be here right now. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, the, I think uh, as far as what do you think about the tractor, tell us a little bit about the rig, what you thought, Corey. I really like the, the tractor a lot. I was a little bit nervous about doing the high speed with a wheeled tractor. Our planter tractor on the red side is not on tracks. It's wheels. And uh, I don't know, sometimes when you get going a little bit faster or whatnot, it gets a little bit rough in the field. The seed bed prepared was... The exact same with our tillage for our planter and for the deer demo and the deer tractor handled it awesome high speed through the field. It was really smooth. I was really surprised how just it was. Do you guys run a digger or do you run a disc tool or something? Or We run a, a digger. Okay. A, a like a two, 200? Or? Yep, a case 200 with okay. the rolling baskets and whatnot. So. The tiger mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so the that's one thing I really liked is how smooth the tractor was. And then the row shutoffs and everything, too, when we got went back and dug, they were like nuts on right away. And even after the field came up and emerged, the spacing looked fantastic, and the shutoffs were right on. I have no complaints about that at all. It looked really good coming up fast and everything. I guess good weather is part to do with that, too. Would you say it was a nice, even emergence across the whole field, would you say? Oh, yeah. The whole field came up. All Tire tracks, right everything. Away. You know, the spacing wasn't quite right on the tractor to give everybody a little heads up there. It, uh, um, the We weren't set on 30-inch rows, but we didn't have time to change duels or we weren't going to do that. So, yeah. But you can't tell, though. Yeah, well, with the, the planter had downforce, too, so... Right. Um, that helps with that. I don't think we were planting right into a tire track. I think it was kind of oh, right, right, right on the, right edge, the edge. But right. yep. I was all by myself. Dad was spraying, so the high speed actually helped out a lot because I had to be my own tender driver. When I ran out of seed, I was right in the middle of a quarter section, so I had to walk all the way to the road, <laughs> go get seed and whatnot, bring it back out. So a little exercise never hurts the yeah, big guys. Yeah, I know. Needed that. And then uh, the I, speeds, you know, um, with your red one compared to the green one and granted it's high speed but you know so as we do a demo it's always nice to get it going you know and then i like to leave and just say call us if you need something or if you're mad enough just leave it parked and go get in your thing <laughs> i'm fine with that just tell us what we did wrong or whatever but uh how fast do you get it going because everybody seems to get a bit more comfortable once you leave you know then then they kind of grab a gear um we were going nine miles an hour at first um you guys told me that's kind of the sweet spot for the high speed. Yep. Um, Who did? 
Tim. I'm probably pretty Tim. Sure Tim. Probably Tim. Why not that. 12? <laughs> well, I, I we were trying to do a demo. As, as we, didn't wanna, say, as, we didn't want to mess up his field. I, we, just, we didn't know if he had giant boulders out there that were going to rip the openers <laughs> Right, up. right. We didn't want to lose a row unit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happened, guys? Well, it's in the middle of the section. I put it to the test. <laughs> yeah. We tried to see if it'd plant through the rock pile. I actually, I did have to slow down to eight and a half, though, because uh, I was putting out six gallons an acre of starter, and um, it wasn't the the deer factory. So that was an L and D kit with variable rate orifices in it, I believe. So you might've probably, the pressure was getting up there. Yeah. Well, it was, it was trying to keep up, but it just, it wasn't quite hitting six. It was close. So I just backed her down half mile an hour. Then were minor adjustments. We can fix that. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta, gotta put that in there. And so for monitor set up in there, did you guys have an extended display? Yes. We put an extended monitor in there so he could, See everything see. a little bit more okay. clear. Yep. You know? so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? That's a little cleaner setup uh, as far as monitor yeah. goes. So in your planner tractor right now, you have your 2020 yep. for looking at your planner. And then do you have like a Viper or? Um, I have a, I have cases pro 700 right now. And since we have everything re- retrofitted over to a precision, the 700 doesn't do hardly anything anymore except uh, run some hydraulics and uh, my guidance. But the 2020 does Everything, everything planner wise. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I have an iPad in there too, so I have three screens to look at. So this was the first time you've ever looked at a like a deer screen in general, right? Yeah. You don't, like a forty six hundred all completely. Mm-hmm. So you're you're running f- completely fresh from you know the twenty twenties. Is anything you would call out in specific comparing the two? I love the Gen 3 2020. I think Precision's got their stuff. I think they got it figured out with that. I think the deer monitors are a lot more user-friendly, and I think you can do a million more things on them over Cases Pro 700. And I know that 700 isn't Cases newest one. They have the yep. 1200 out there too. So, but I don't have any experience with that. I really like the or the deer 4600, and I've never ran any deer monitor before. I don't know what any of the other monitors were before the 4600 at all. Yeah, but yeah, and it's. I mean, we have we get the complaints from the guys that go from the twenty six thirties, the GS three displays, and then they try to convert them to oh, a Gen forty six hundred, i.e., my dad, um, <laughs> who who's, who struggle because they're so used to one, and then they got to go to that one and try to figure it out. Right. And we've always told them like, if you just never had the GS three, you know, and weren't so ingrained in it, that it'd be a lot easier to jump into a forty six hundred, and it would make a lot more sense to you, you know, right off the bat. But it's I don't know if I've really ever had a conversation with a guy who's never used a John Deere display to jump from what a, a, you know, a case display or a 2020 and try to use a deer it, and how, how much of a struggle that is. What do you like about the 2020 gen three versus like the deer monitor 4,600? Mm, I don't know. Well, the, the 2020 gen three, you know, it, I only have like my planter metrics on there, nothing tractor related, auto steer, anything at all. It's right. only, only planter, but you know, the deer that was watching you know, everything, you know, right. it's all under one roof, you know. And, and I believe we could add, correct me if I'm wrong here, we could put one more in there if we wanted to and just yeah, put that you, on there. You, you can, can, but it's an but enormous pain in the butt. Right. Uh, it's it's a trick. It's a bit of a trick to get that running, but it, it does work. Right, right. Well, it's just I think they were trying to clean the cab up a little bit. You know, you got a 700 in there now, um, a 2020, and the iPad. I'm assuming you're running field view. Yeah. So – all that can be done on the green side through the op center. I believe that all comes over and you can see it. Yep, right. You can, you can throw an iPad in there with connect mobile and mm-hmm. everything and see the planner and see everything. And then you can run back and 
troubleshoot your planner with that too. It'll connect with the iPad too as well and walk behind it. Yeah, and there's a lot of things like, I mean, you briefly, you know, had the chance to see what Ops Center looks like or Operations Center in comparison to Field View. Um, yep. And I don't know if you, if you dove into it at all, if you had any take on that. Not exactly. We were just using it real quick to mainly watch a population map and a downforce map. Um, Tim had it sitting next to me. He could kind of see real time on his screen right yep. there too what the planner was doing and if we needed to dial it in any further. But we didn't dive in too hard. I just kind of seen the screen and I mean it it looked like it was working good. So. Yeah, and we went we went through it today just in Sam's office, you know, looking in a little bit deeper. We were in Sam's office earlier and delving into the operation center a little bit more. And I like just on our farm, you know, we got we had to put some MTGs in some of our tractors, but I like it because I'm not on the farm all the time. And so I like to know what my dad's doing and keep an eye on it and make sure he's got stuff set up right and make sure his vac pressure isn't through the roof and he's sending seeds all over the place. Um, but I, that's the machine monitoring part is what I use, you know, even more so than the data part. And that's something maybe you don't quite get as much of with FieldView. I don't know if you got to experience um, that at all. FieldView does have, uh, they call it remote view, and I use it sometimes. Not very often, though, at all. I can just pull it up on my phone, and you I can, can see what the I iPad can, sees in the cab, yeah, basically. Yeah, yep. I can see what my dad's doing on the field if he's really yep. butchering it, or yeah, like that. But like Operation Center last season, my dad, <clears throat> we just got a brand new planner, and uh, the Operation Center breadcrumb trail is one of the funniest features I think on there because it'll give you basically within the twenty-four hour window that you're in it'll show a little green line for everywhere the tractor has driven, mm -hmm. no matter if you're working or not. And I remember the first day he was going out to plant, I see the tractor leave the driveway, go down the road, turn right, and then go up in the neighbor's driveway, who's like my dad's best buddy, did a little hot lap through the driveway, and then back down to the field. And I was like, you had, so I texted my dad, I was like, you had to go show off the new planter at the neighbor's, <laughs> didn't you? And he was like, oh, I was just getting a bag of seed from him. <laughs> So was there anything uh, that you experienced, you know, and, and you only ran it for like one day, right? Yeah, one day. So yep. did you notice anything maybe that you would have liked to have that, was, that wasn't on that demo planner or maybe on that tractor that you would have liked to experience? I think the only thing that Dwayne said that wasn't on the planter itself was, um, what's it called? The fertilizer. The exact, exact rate. Yeah, that wasn't on it. And we've had some pretty good feedback from precision guys that ran our demo or demo exact rate planner, which was up north at the time. But see, our our fertilizer or our liquid setup isn't uh, through precision either. That's um that's K side still. So okay, I don't get any of that uh, information on my twenty twenty or whatnot like that. So as far as the tractor goes, you said you liked it, smooth ride. Um, you like the comfort, quietness of the cab, cleanliness of the cab. Um, the only thing is that he's used to now, we talked about a little bit at lunch here, is that uh, controls on the handle, the multifunction handle, Yeah. which I said we have that now, Command Pro, I believe is what it's called, yep, right? Yep, you can get so, Command Pro and program pre-program different buttons on it. Yeah, so he's used to so. that now. He kind of likes that because that's how he raises his planter up and down, so everything's okay. on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the, the idea behind Command Pro, which... We don't have a ton of those out there because it's just such a change from your traditional, yeah, you either your IVT or, or a power shift. But it basically puts, you can control or configure the control handle so that you don't have to take your hand off of the thing in the field at all. So everything can be programmed on there. You can adjust your RPMs. You can pick up the planner, put down the planner, engage auto track, adjust your speeds, all, yeah. the, all with, without moving your right hand. 
Right. So I think that would be a future that, I mean, that he would like, but we just didn't have one ready to demo at the time. So I would have liked to next year. Next I year. I really did like the IVT. Yeah. And, you know, as you're planting nine and a half miles an hour, the plenty of horsepower, you thought? Oh, yeah. The the 8R370 did great. I, it never lacked or was dogging down at all. It There's some gradual hills in the field, nothing too crazy, but it handled it just fine i'd say the red guys are gonna hate me for saying this and i question whether i should so you should say it <laughs> but definitely. there's this there's this guy that i follow on tiktok who's pretty funny from up in canada called uh, i think he's just called tractor guy and he had this bit where he's like yeah we pull red tillage tools with green tractors because red tractors don't have any power so they got to make the tillage tools pull real easy but the green tractor's got plenty of power so i have all day i can pull this thing all over the place no problem it just toys with it <laughs> All the comments are going to fly in on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you walked out in the field and looked at the spacing and stuff? What do you think? What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I have. The spacing was right on. Picket really fence. Good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was a picket fence out there. Yeah, Look it looks good. nice. That's what I But is your, is your current planter, does it, did you compare the two? Is your other planter um, about the same as far as that goes? Yeah, or? our other planter is usually leaves a picket fence out there too, I would say. So the biggest difference then is just the productivity and speed. speed. Yeah. And um, and this it, was in corn. Yes. Yep. And it, it was nice, too, just having, you know, the two 4,600 displays. I had one on my um, fertilizer application, and then the other one, I could see my auto steer line, and I was watching the singulation stuff yep. at the same time. I think the monitors in deer, I think they got a little bit of a leg up. Yeah, technology-wise, you know, as far as uh, red and that's our green. That's our old display now. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, there's a new one coming, or it is going to be available yeah, here soon. Is here, yep. Yeah, right. Was there anything about Dwayne you would change? Mm. <laughs> no i don't think so see well there you go greatest compliment i think you've ever gotten like yeah, like right. Dwayne said i'm best buds with his son and i'm sure if his son jared was on here he'd he'd say a few things he'd really like to change about Dwayne probably but yeah that comes with being a father <laughs> depends on the day right right well see we've never had Dwayne on the podcast before Right. So can you tell? I think we should ask Dwayne some questions because you're also a guest on here. Um, so you worked for Red Dealer for what was it, 16 years? 16 years, yeah, as a hay and forges, forged specialist and a planner guy. So you were kind of like a field service guy, right? Field service, yes. Okay. Yep. And so what you're doing now is, you know, kind of product support in the field. Right. Right. So it's not all that different, even though it's kind of in a different area. You're not really doing the service, but it's more on the precision egg side, especially. Yes. So what's been your what's been the biggest difference between going from that world and now coming into the to the bright lights? <laughs> the biggest difference is, I would say, is uh, you know, it's uh, you're still I don't know, you're hands on, and you're just not turning the wrenches, and you get involved in the technology side of things a little bit. That's kind of challenging and fun, and uh, I really like the technology side of things on the deer side. I think that uh, uh, we're leaps and bounds ahead of the previous color, um, for sure. So would you say you're bleeding green now? Yeah, you know, I'm starting to. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> tough. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty tough out of the gate, you know. I mean, that's why I wanted to do these planter demos, because I want to see how it go and what, what there was to offer. You know, it's hard to walk up to a farmer and say, hey, you know, I want to buy this four hundred five hundred thousand dollar planner <laughs> well what's different you know well now as we get to do and more involved and you get to see more things you know field comparisons you know i'm really excited to come back and harvest it and see where we're at with yields you know 
Corey planted a field of corn right across the road the day before with his planter, and then we were the next day, hours apart, and we planted right across the road. So should be a pretty close comparison, I would think. You've been, you've been out there, though, uh, you know, spraying water on it and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, Making right, sure. yeah. Yeah, I try to go out there every other day and give it a little something. So Gets a little extra juice. Yeah, right, just so people talk about it. Put a big sign out by the road. <laughs> planted by high-speed Ellert Farms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, uh, Kibble's a great place. I mean, uh, it's a lot of great people on our team. I like that. Uh, we all seem to work good together. So a uh, lot to learn. Um, I'm excited to get some more demos lined up and get people like Corey on board with some of the technology we have to offer and the equipment we have to offer. And Well, one thing I was kind of curious about, because I don't know the answer to this, uh, is back a few years ago, you know, let's say like early 2010s, we were, most of our really progressive farmers were buying deer planters and just switching them right over to precision. And then once Exact Emerge came out and we started to see how well that was performing in comparison to what they were putting on their planters already. Red planters are precision. Well, yes, the 2000 series planters are come precision everything on them, whatever you want from, from factory installed now. So previously, you know, 2010 to, I would say, what is the 2000 series been out the last three years i think before that yes they would buy a new planner and then go to the neighbor because everybody's neighbor is a precision yeah, dealer right here. right so <laughs> you know how that goes they were cheaper down the road so they'd go there and have all this stuff put on it and then want support from it you know from the red side and stuff and that's one thing i think that i really like about the deer side is having everything under one umbrella right so you buy a planner a tractor whatever everything's just you call one spot you're just not calling this guy or Oh, they could only release so many parts to the case dealer, but the precision dealer has them. So you got to go down the road, you know, and you're just running all over to where if the one of the kibble locations don't have it, we'll have it next morning or we can go to another store or whatever that may be, but we don't have to call the neighbor, you know. So that's kind of nice how everything's under one umbrella. I'll ask you this, Corey. What, in your words, are, uh, are some words of wisdom for those farmers out there who might be uh, a little nervous about green equipment? Or are you, are you worried yourself that people would see you running green equipment? Well, one of my best buddies is like the salesman, so. Ooh. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they're, they, Red has never treated us wrong, and um, they've always been good to us, and Buddy's always been good to me. But um, I wouldn't be afraid of deer changing colors at all you know the stuff i ran was really nice and the biggest thing is that it it performed field looks good and everything worked as it should so right so you wouldn't be opposed to maybe price quoting someday or something like that down the road maybe yeah absolutely not i think we aren't already doing that yeah we're on it (laughs) (laughs) i just had to ask i just don't want people to be afraid to to try it out you know i mean um you don't have to like say you love it, but just give us a shot. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's some good technology out there. And I, like I say, once you get used to everything, the op center is huge. You know, if you do the op center thing, you can do so much with that. And they offer packages. We, we offer the package, you know, to where you can call on the tech line anytime you want, talk to these guys or myself someday. Yeah, maybe I was when say, I learn don't, stuff. Don't discredit yourself. You're on it too. <laughs> I'm on it, but and, uh, I just don't know enough and, yet. To, and I don't want to be big, sound stupid. Big Sam's on it, but you don't want to get him when you call. Yeah. No, it'll be a fun conversation. I don't know if we're going to get much done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sam, why are all your support line calls like 27 minutes? Well, I don't know. We don't got know. down a path. Sorry. I don't know. I'm talking about 
Kids graduate and catching up on life. They got a new cat. I don't know. What was I not supposed to talk about that? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we'll we can what wrap I, it up. Oh, I would say uh, thank you, Corey, for coming in and doing this. Um, I know it, he's probably strange to walk into a John Deere dealership and and, <laughs> and talk on a podcast. Yeah, it, it is really intimidating the first doesn't, time. Doesn't happen too much walking into a green dealership. And, well, we'll uh, try to make that happen more often. Yeah. He said he was going to get some parts today while he's here, so we're doing that, too. Yeah, Sweet. I actually do have to get some parts here. And so. you can probably get a vest if you want. It's not really vest season anymore. No, it is way too hot for vest season. It's, well, it's <laughs> coming right around the corner, baby. It's fishing shirt season. <laughs> <laughs> if this shade from Canada keeps up, it's going to oh, cool yeah. off. Oh, yeah, you never know. I guess if you made it this far in the podcast, uh, I'd appreciate it if you subscribed or left us a review. Appreciate or you it. can follow us on social media at Kibble Equipment on all your major socials or... You can follow me at KibbleManSam on Instagram, or you're on Instagram, too. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, too. You're you can the, follow me at the other Kibble Sam. At the other Kibble Sam. If you want to get a picture of a dead deer uh, every six months, hey, then you I'm can trying. follow Sam. Okay, it's, just <laughs> leave, me, leave me alone. I'm not as big of a social media guy as you, okay? He's a great follow. But I do, yeah, you're getting there. You're getting I'm, there. I'm getting there. But, yeah, I do check my DMs, too. So if you got op center questions, shoot me a DM. Or, uh, yeah, if you want to send us an email, we have an email. It's uh, everythingagpodcast at kibbleeq.com. Spell it. I'm not going to spell it. Well, see you later. Bye. Bye.